Hey guys, Jerome here. Just wanted to let you know that once again, we've had a little bit of technical difficulties. We'll get it right. We'll get it right one day. All right. Um, so uh, in the middle of the uh, recording you're about to hear, uh, the audio might shift a little bit. Uh, we had to do that because of issues. So don't freak out. Don't be alarmed. Uh, your speakers are working. It's, it's, it's on us. Um, but, you know, it's still going to be a great audio recording so just just keep listening to the podcast you'll power through much like we had to power through with all these difficulties so thank you for listening i hope it doesn't bother you too much uh and we will get it right so help me we will get this right <laughs> all right thanks guys now on to the podcast go other drove pastro yeah pastro go what it is how's it going everybody today we're gonna be talking about bob's burgers the movie we're gonna be talking about all the things we're gonna talk about the burgers all the the kids and their adventures paying loans back singing and dancing it's gonna be a grand old time also you know this podcast is resident to one of the biggest Bob's burgers fans so we're gonna have a lot to say and if you want to hear what it is we have to say Sit back, relax, grab a snack, grab a beverage, and tune on in to the first ones to die. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the First Ones to Die podcast. We hope you're doing great on this wonderful Monday or whatever day you're listening to us. Uh, we just appreciate that you're listening morning or night welcome to june yes damn it is june ain't it it's june um (laughs) happy pride month um happy unofficial start of the summer season um yeah it's an exciting month happy all around happy all around and uh alex since you're happy all around how was your week no i never said that but um (laughs) <laughs> my week was not bad. Uh, just did more designing, kind of learning some new trades of the trick. Trick of the trades. That's a good word. Um, but it's been trades a pretty calm tricks. week. The tricks of the tricks. I don't know if that sounds okay. <laughs> uh, but uh, it's been a pretty good week. I just finished editing our bookcast, so look out for that book review coming up soon. Yes. Uh, probably before this. The Hacienda. Um, Mm-hmm. It was still such a good book, and I still loved it. So I, I do love it so much. So, but other than that, nothing really exciting going on for me this week, other than getting to see the movie we're about to review in theaters. Uh, how about you, Jerome? How are you doing? I'm freaking out, staring into my own eyes on Zoom because the light's hitting it in a way where I can see brown, like the brown in my eyes. I forget my eyes are brown. I don't look at my eyes very often. Uh- <laughs> I'm an existential I, I, crisis right now. I don't know what's going on. You're like, wait, you I, look in, I was going to say, do you ever look in the mirror and just disassociate? Um, you're like one of the cats who like, who like see themselves in a mirror for the first time. I was like, oh God, I'm a cat. Um, I, no, I forget my eyes are brown too, actually, because like I have very dark, dark eyes. Um, so like sometimes I like will catch them in like really bright light and be like, oh, that's right. Your your brown eyes. They're really brown too. <laughs> but, uh, but other than your issues, hey, what's hey, going hey, on? Be on the lookout. Hold on. First of all, <laughs> this ASMR for you. There we go. Cracking into this uh, wild ASMR cherry content. Pepsi. Um, it's we delicious. were missing that from our channel. 
That's right. <laughs> um, but other than that, though, uh, the delicious beverage. Uh, things are good. Um, been watching a lot of shows. Just finished the season two of Undone, which is so crazy. Also, I've finished a lot of stuff, actually. Um, I've finished- never heard of that. Undone, oh, yeah, such a good show. The marketing for it is trash, but <laughs> the show is so good. It's weird, like nobody because I I didn't know there was a season two until I was just like randomly like, oh yeah, Undone. I wonder if that's uh still on Amazon Prime. That's like season two, new episodes out. I'm like, since when? Where did where was the trailer? <laughs> so that's like you that. when I mentioned the brothers Garcia. It just dropped out of nowhere. So kind of. But it's good. If you haven't watched Undone, it's really good. Talks a lot about time travel and uh, stuff like that. But the animation style, too, super good. It's really crazy good um, and unique. So uh, if you like uh, kind of the animation stuff, kind of like Arcane or like Spider-Verse, where it's that like drawn on style. But in this one, it's paintings. It's more painted on style. Um, It looks beautiful. It's a trippy show. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so I just finished that. Just finished uh uh Love, Death and Robots, Volume 3. Uh, a little bit a little while back. Still good. I like it. I like a good anthology animated show. Um just started Outer Range, because I didn't know what it was about. It seems it's alright. I'm gonna stick with it for a little bit. I don't know if I like love it just yet, but a lot of people really like it. So I got a lot of TV shows I'm doing. Um, like or watch. Uh, life-wise, though, everything is good. I'm, I'm, I'm having a good time. Um, just been a l- very busy, but hopefully that'll change soon. Not the, or rather, my busyness will be stuff I actually like, really want to do, as opposed to just my job. <laughs> so, we'll right. see. How about you, Jonathan? What's going on with you? Yes. Um, this week was. Uh, pretty, pretty good, pretty chill. I had two days off, um, which was nice. It was a four day weekend. Um, even, even though like today, Friday, when we're recording this, it feels like this Friday is earned, even though I only worked three days this week, but that's all right. I'll take the weekend. And, um, I started last week, uh, a show for the first time in a minute. I've been able to watch too many shows, but uh, I started The Staircase on HBO Max. That's, uh, that title always throws me off for that show where it's like, what's the show about? A lady fell down the stairs. What's what's the show called? The Staircase. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Reminds well, me of the, the slap a lot, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, the, the, uh, the original, the title of the documentary that came out like in 2000 and six five something like that um it was called the staircase murder i think staircase murder oh wait so this is really about a woman falling down or getting pushed on the stairs i'm guessing mm-hmm. yeah so oh, yes. I, th- I thought you were just being no that's, no that's actually the what the story is about oh okay <laughs> okay it wasn't just it's a it's a true it's a it's a true crime uh story but in the stair in the one that's on hbo max it's like the retelling of it, it's, it's it's the fictional fictionalized version of it. So it stars um, um it stars uh what's now I'm forgetting everybody's name. The woman from Hereditary and uh the guy from Star- oh, Tony Collette. Tony Collette and uh Colin what's his name? Firth. Um 
Colin Firth. Uh, so it stars them, and uh, it's a really good show. Uh, and I've been enjoying it. It's very dramatic, so I don't know. I'll have to. I, I'm kind of interested to watch the documentary after this to see exactly like what they kind of you know played up, uh, what they didn't talk about. Uh, so it's 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 been a ride so far, and I think the final two episodes are. Uh, coming out this weekend next or or something like that. So I'm excited to watch them. Uh, also, earlier this week, it was Marilyn Monroe's birthday. So um, for work, I went to a uh, a Marilyn Monroe birthday party and there were Marilyn Monroe uh, lookalikes. And one of the lookalikes is um, a previous survivor, a two-time survivor player. And uh, she won the, the lookalike contest, which was cool. I <laughs> kind of want to watch that episode. Did, do you know if she like looked like Marilyn Monroe while she was she looked, on she, Survivor? She looked like Marilyn Monroe while she was on Survivor too. I think. I kind of want to see that. Her. Yes, her name's Sugar. Her name is Sugar. Is Sugar? Yes. Her stage name or like? Yeah. I'm not sure. I think that's her I, stage. I think it's her stage name. I'm gonna uh, look that up. Yes. <laughs> and then because we watched a. What were you gonna say? Nothing. <laughs> Mumbles. Don't, don't, don't. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, we watched a, a, a Marilyn Monroe movie called Gentlemen Prefer Blondes. Uh, and that's where she sings. Uh, oh, my goodness. Jeez. <laughs> just, Gibson just like creeped up on me and sniffed my leg. And all of a sudden, I just feel this, this tender nose up against my leg. <laughs> it's like you and, and Snowbell with. I think you've told the story on the podcast. Yeah, no, where no. she stuck on me, stuck up on me while I was in the shower, though. Uh huh. Which is like ten times worse. <laughs> More vulnerable. Yeah. You're so private. Um. Uh, <laughs> really, it, it it's such a private moment. I don't privacy. It's like I'm um, like uh, that's what, like that's uh, why I Tony like having Cheddar in... about that, where he's like, he's like, you don't want to get scared in the shower where you're all wet and lathered. You don't want to mm-hmm. get scared lathered up. You know. <laughs> Well, like, yeah, because, like, you'll, one, slope, soap is slippy and slippery. So if you, like, fall or you're trying to run away, it's going to end up looking like a Scooby-Doo cartoon. You're just running in place and you just slip and sliding everywhere. Although it might be harder for somebody to try to capture you. To, cause, like, That's true, because you can't get a hold. Friction. <laughs> um, um, but anyway. That's why I like to keep Cheddar in view at all times when I'm here. Mm, so he doesn't sneak up on you? Yeah. Yeah. I'm watching out. <laughs> uh, but anyway, in the movie Gentlemen Prefer Blondes, that's that's the movie where uh, she sings Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend. Mm-hmm. I, haven't, I honestly haven't seen any Marilyn Monroe movies. And I, I need to. That was my first too. Yeah. And it was like, she was, she was a great actress. She was, it was, the movie was hilarious. Like I was dying laughing and I wasn't expecting to. It was yeah. so funny. The movie, and it was, it was a musical comedy it was super hilarious. And I wasn't expecting to laugh that much. And she was funny. Like, she was super funny. Yeah, and I've, I've always heard really good things about her acting and how, like, down to earth she was and how present uh, Marilyn Monroe was working with, you know, other actors and people on set. There was never really a ne- heavy negative story, well, regarding her acting career around her. Um, and she was always very pleasant. It was a... So, like, yeah, I'm, I should watch one of her movies. That's something I should do this weekend. I recommend it. 
My favorite old timey movie is always um, "Some Like It Hot." There's uh, something about that movie that's just great. Well, that movie is just—it's just a good movie. But anyway, well, the movie that we are talking about today is Alex. I think you should—you should give the introduction. The Bob's Burgers, the movie. Yes. Which is, came out May 27th. Um, it is uh, right off the bat, just, you know, I'm going to go into what I love about it. I, it was cute. It was adorable. They didn't try to do anything too insane. They kept it within the plot that so when the movie was over, it could still go back to the original yeah. show and they didn't have to like add all these weird things. They didn't lose the characters. They didn't like it was so well done and like i i just loved the movie completely i went with my sister her wife and um their roommate which was all really fun and i had shown you guys a picture of me eating popcorn out of my hoodie i turned my hoodie around because you don't want to like interrupt people for the with the movie like th if there's more than two people it's like an interruption to have to like constantly ask popcorn to be sent down <laughs> There's one time I sat in those chairs and I just had it here. Like I put like a bunch of popcorn here. I'm just, I really should not be out with people. You got to do what you got to do. I have no social skills there. But um, no, I really enjoyed the movie. All the uh, the voice actors were there and it was, I just love it. Um, I skipped over what you usually do, which is give a summary about the movie. <laughs> That's all Could right. Remember that I you, were, gonna... you were eager and that just shows you. I was eager. I love it. Movie, so. Uh, well, in the Bob's Burgers movie, the Belchers try to save the restaurant from closing as a sinkhole forms in front of it, while the kids try to solve a mystery that could save their family's restaurant. And like you, Alex, I enjoyed it as well. Um, I, as someone who has never seen a full episode of Bob's Burgers, I've seen clips here and there but I've never seen a full episode. This movie made me want to watch Bob's Burgers because it didn't do the thing that some movies that are adapted from TV shows or um, or maybe like franchise movies uh, do in that they start somewhere like in the middle of the story. You would have had to watch season five, episode eight in order to get what they're talking about it felt like I could watch this movie without ha having ever watched Bob's Burgers, which is what I did. And I would be fully on board with it. And that's what I appreciated. And they did a smart thing in uh, providing this type of story for the audience. There, I'm sure there were references in there that, I, that were like callbacks to other episodes um, that I missed, but I felt like my experience wasn't hampered by um, not having seen the show yet, I still can't believe you haven't seen it. I've seen. It, I've, I've tried. I mean, I've seen what about now. Bob's Burgers makes it look like that's something Jonathan would watch on his daily, day, daily day to day. It's a nice, fun show. Like, okay, and like that's it. Show. That's it. Bob's Burgers seems like a Jonathan type. Like, yeah, that Jonathan definitely watches this show. <laughs> what, what, what does that say about me then? <laughs> There are shows I'm like, yeah. Alex probably watches this show. Bob's Burgers ain't one of those shows where I'm like, yeah, Jonathan watches this. Like, unless you would, you or I would introduce that to him and be like, hey, you should watch Bob's Burgers. Come on, sit on down. Sit on the couch. I could see it. It's a nice, it's a nice 
Sunday like show, you can just chill and watch Sunday night while you're just like trying to you know finish your dinner or just relax. So no, no, right. it is it could, it's a show for everybody. If if this show would have come on, or if this show would have started when I was in like middle school or earlier, I could definitely see myself having this on and just like watching an episode here or there in the background. Um, but I, I'm not, the things I have on, on usually in the background now is like the news. So. <laughs> yeah. Way to be an adult. Uh, what do you, what, what about your thoughts, Drum? What did you think of the movie? Um, and that's not to say that it's like middle school. Sorry. It, it, that sounded like this is a middle school kids show. So that, I didn't mean that. I meant like, it's definitely this would not. Be my no. <laughs> No, I. I, meant to, I, I think it's safe be. enough. I meant yeah, to like, this one is safe enough. You could have middle school. Yeah, this is definitely not as crude as some of the other adult shows. Um, but this this would be like my version of The Simpsons. Like that's what I, I would do with The Simpsons. It would just be like on in the background. I would watch an episode here or there when it was on. So um, yeah, that's what I meant by that. Not that it's like <laughs> beneath me or something like that. <laughs> are, are you good now? Yes. <laughs> you feel like you got. <laughs> Um, I realized uh, how that sounded. I was like, oh, anyway, uh, I, I, yeah, I enjoyed this movie too. I think it was, uh, very cute. Um, it reminded me a lot of, uh, the Simpsons movie, uh, when I saw that for the first time, it was, you know, it was very, uh, adorable, especially all the songs and the animation so smooth, like. Like it's it does it did the same thing the Simpsons movie did do, which is that when the Simpsons movie came out, they were like, okay, we have a movie budget. Excuse me, we're gonna do it up. Like we're gonna have this animation be like even more, even tighter. You know, lot better shading, lot better lighting. Like it's gonna look prime time. And uh, Bosberg is the same thing. Like the animation on the movie screen just looks so smooth, especially when they dance and move. Like it's. For them to be like very, because uh, you know it's very cartoony, um, but it flows so smooth. Like you almost feel like like uh, the way their models can look three D, the way they move, is really really awesome. Actually, um, and uh, it I was thoroughly impressed because I've seen at least some of Bob's Burgers. Uh, I um, I think I've only watched one episode. I can't remember which one. Um, but it's like that animation because it's on <laughs> TV. Because on TV, like it can't, they can only get away with what's so much because they have like a time time crunch. But this movie, it's like they're like, there is no time crunch. The movie's gonna come out when it comes out, so we'll just like put all of our love and effort into making this animation look as smooth as possible. So, kudos to them. It looked really good. Um, if I have a criticism, if any, it's just that like the Simpsons movie was like super high stakes compared to the TV show. And so it's like, it was like this epic movie. This movie, and it's mostly fitting with the show, is so low stakes for a long period of time that uh, when it hit that second, then when it hit that middle portion, I was fading off just a little bit. Uh, I was just like falling asleep. Cause I was just like, I, I know the kid, I know that the kids are worried about their various things. Like uh, Gene's worried about his band, Tina's worried about her uh, summer boyfriend thing, but I'm like, I, I'm sorry. I, 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 it's not, I'm not as invested as these characters are um, in like how high stakes it is for them because they're just so chill. They're such chill characters. And it's mainly because the show has a, has a dry wit to it. 
that's what makes it different than something like a Family Guy or Simpsons, which is like all energy all the time. Like Bosberger's always pretty chill, pretty chill show. Um, so that was my only thing. But even then, it it uh, brought me back in once it hit the top of the third act and we got back into the main plot. So I would say like it's not a major criticism; it's just a minor thing. But overall, um, I still enjoyed the movie though. Yeah, I I agree with you, and that was that was something that um, I was going to mention as well about the animation. Um, the fact that the animation, like from the show to the movie, it's like oh, you can tell this is movie quality, and that's what I love about some of these uh, other animated movies. Like when they get that movie budget, you can tell exactly what they're capable of. Like with uh, with the Simpsons movie, like with the SpongeBob movie even, like you can see exactly what they're capable of with the animation. And, and that was like, the animation was, and I'm not, I'm not usually like, I don't usually um, like, I don't usually focus in on those, those, the animation details, but here I, I definitely did. Yeah, I would agree with you both. Like I immediately noticed, like it just looked cleaner. And mm-hmm. I, I had thought that cause I was like, there's not much changes. They're not suddenly more like 3D. They're not suddenly more, you know, sometimes you can sell, it goes from like the cartoon to the CGI style, mm-hmm. which almost kind of felt like what they did with the Simpsons a little bit. They were like e- almost easing you into the CGI with the Simpsons movie. Um, but here is just like, it was just cleaner lines, bolder colors, better shot. Like they, they really just stepped up and it was really cool to see because it just looked like a, this is a really nice version of it. It's not something too drastic. It's not nothing too much where you're just like, oh, they're trying to start up changing up the styles again. Um, so, yeah, I did actually take note of the animation, which I'm a little surprised by myself because I was like, oh, usually with the cartoon movies, I'm like, oh, they look very computerized. Cartoony. And that's oh. it. They go from cartoonish to like computerized. Right. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. but um, the dry wit thing. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that brought brings me into about the show, too. And the fact that it is a little more quote unquote realistic because they don't do the cartoon um, magic that like the Simpsons or Family Guy will do, but they'll just do these, you know, out of these world or not possible moments because it's cartoon world. So they're safe. There's no consequences. Um, They're a little more realistic uh, where they're just like, yeah, we're broke. We really just can't just do this because we're broke. Like we're broke, broke. The social Mm -hmm. show is this whole movie is very fitting because uh, one of the major topics is about repossession and them losing their restaurant, <laughs> which is also a daily thing they talk about on the show where they're like, we do budgeted bouncing. Like they budget which checks will bounce enough that they can still have the item, but like they can pay it later. So um, they also don't have a talking pit, which makes it more realistic as well. That's true too. All of the Simpsons don't have a talking pet. That's true. But on some of these other adult shows, they have a talking. They pet. they mostly have a talking. Pet. Yeah, yeah. Which I would not want Cheddar talking to me. If a human voice comes out of him one day, like that, that I don't know. If, I feel like I might have to check myself into a psych ward. It's it's that it's that thing. Right? Of, it's that thing of one day. What if your pet says, "Go ahead and tell. They'll never believe you," and then never says anything again. <laughs> I would. Uh, I would. Yeah, if I was an animal, I'd definitely do that. I would just learn to talk. Do that. <laughs> I would be a 
not a nice pet to have. <laughs> that sounds weird. I don't like how that I phrased it. Um, going into spoilers. spoilers. All right, here we go. Spoilers. Uh, if you haven't seen the movie and just came for our initial thoughts, then peace out. Follow us at the first ones to die. Give us five stars. Give us a like. Subscribe. Uh, but if you have watched the movie or don't care about spoilers, then continue on with us. Alex, go ahead. I love it. Um, <laughs> I think it's cute how they... I thought it was a good idea the way they separated the issues at the beginning. Like with Tina's uh, wanting the summer boyfriend to be Jimmy Jr. Eugene. Uh, Eugene's... Why does his name sound weird to me? Not Eugene. Oh, um, Eugene. Uh, Je- Jean, Jer- Jean. I'm saying his, like, birth name. Jean. I don't know why I was calling him Eugene. Jean's, uh, you know, love of music and that horrible instrument he made to, at the restaurant. Yeah, the, and napkins then, um, with the, the napkin dispenser with the spoon. With the plastic holders, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it's interesting to see that Louise, at the beginning, it was her fear of, like, losing her siblings. Because she knew what was important to them. And they were just very separate issues from her own. And so she was kind of getting scared to be almost left behind. And then with everybody calling her a baby and her kind of being, I mean, even in her cartoon world, she is drawn small. So that was, that's also like a fitting thing to, you know, talk about because it's been brought up a couple times in the show about her not feeling always like, you know, she belongs wherever she belongs and like her family doing the best being like, Hey, you don't have to like girly stuff. Hey, it's okay if you wear the pink bunny ears. Um, in this movie, you also get a little glimpse of Bob's mom, which I thought was really sweet. I wasn't expecting that at all because they mentioned his dad. They never once mentioned his mom in the show or like talk about if she's dead, divorced or what's going on. Um, they actually don't confirm it either in this. It kind of makes it like seem a like a flashback scene. Yeah, it kind of made it seem like she's probably dead. Right. Um. But yeah, you get a little glimpse of how Louise is like her grandmother, and I was like, "Aw, way to make me feel things." Um, what about like you guys? Was there any particular moment or scene that you were like, "I love this"? So I and I know Jerome, you mentioned that in you are more drawn to like the first part versus the second part. Yeah, right. Well, it's just because the second I, part just feels like it's like every. I don't know. It felt like for me, it's like at that point, I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. What are we doing? Like, we're, is because all of the all of the plot lines just dropped off for a minute for them to focus on the this mystery the kids were trying to solve. But even then, I'm like, okay, well, what is Bob and Linda doing? Because we we just forget about them for such a long period of time. Yeah, I I think for me, when it really kicked up, when I really started like. Being, I was enjoying. I was enjoying the the first part, uh, and then once they got into like the secret um, underground um, bunker or whatever, what's what's it called? It was a clubhouse. Clubhouse. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That scene kind of ran a little bit long for me, and that's when I ran. His villain monologue ran so long. It was just yeah. God Which, dang, about- you, can you, I'm sorry, Cliff Notes, my guy, can you cut this down? <laughs> you, you know what's funny? I didn't watch that scene. I had to use the bathroom. Oh. So I, I, bu- so- I bought tickets, I bought tickets for like everybody in the group. Uh, so they bought me like 
candy and one of them got me like a giant icy and I drank a good chunk of that icy and I was like, wow, I'm going to burst. Mm -hmm. So uh, I didn't get to see the whole monologue. I did only catch the end. I didn't know it was that long. It was really I didn't think long. It reminded yeah, me of, though. although he'll never be, have any, either of you seen Stranger Things 4 yet? No, I'm not gonna watch. He'll it. never beat the villain in that. The villain in that monologue is like a goddamn whole near third of the episode. It's just him telling the backstory and his evil plan and everything. I'm like, no one will beat you, dog. You <laughs> you taking the cake for the monologue record right now. <laughs> I wonder why I, villains have to do such a long monologue. I think I, I if I was a villain, I would just be like. Well, it's because they've done not a great job setting up their backstory. So they not only have to give you their evil plan, they also got to tell you why they are doing their evil plan in the first place and how that's now led them to this moment. And now then that allowed them to then think about the evil plan they were going to commit. And now that they are committing it, what the plan is on how they're going to execute it and get away with it. And then that gives the protagonist either A, time to escape or B, it gives them an idea of what to do, how to combat them, because they just revealed their whole plan. Um, there, there but, is a Simpsons episode, sorry to keep it dry, there is a Simpsons episode where Homer works for a supervillain, Mr. Scorpio, and then, like, their James Bond character gets away for a second, and Homer tackles him. He's like, okay, like, take him to be killed, and, the guy, and James Bond is like, wait, don't you want to reveal your evil plan to me, or something like that? He's like, you think I'm stupid? <laughs> and then you just hear like the guns off off camera, and you're just like, "Oh, he, you know that saves a lot of time." See, that's always my thing when I watch it. shows when they're when uh, the worst most egregious one is Captain America Winter Soldier, where Captain America is captured on the on the highway, and the Winter Soldier's about to kill him, or somebody's about to kill him, and then Frank Grillo comes by. He's like, "No, not here." I'm like, "Why? We're already bad guys, <laughs> and he's a fugitive." Just shoot this man. He is a superhero. <laughs> he took out a whole elevator That's of us point. and a plane with a shield. We cannot trust that we could just contain oh. this man. Shoot him now and save us some time. <laughs> what are you doing? Honestly. Uh, what were you saying? Go, go. Sorry. Oh, uh, I was just going to say, so that scene in the bunker, um, it went a little long. Alex, you, you left at the right time because that was... That was definitely the longest scene in the movie. Um, <laughs> and that was that was when I was like kind of like you fading. I watched this movie at 5 p.m. after a work day. So I, I, during that scene, I was I was fading in and out a little bit, as, as, as Jerome would say. But um, once they got out of there and once they were like getting chased around, um, once they were actually, you know, once the action started. To, yeah, once the action started, that's yeah. that's when I was like, okay, yes, I love this, I love this. Uh, but then it ended so quickly, I was like, no, I, I kind of wanted some more. Um, so I that, that part that part was really that part was really fun, and the beginning was really fun. It was just that bunker part that that um, went a little bit too long for me. I think what it is is that because I like the whole time I was watching this, I was wondering because Double Toasted made a point when they reviewed this movie, and I thought about it the whole time. Yeah. Even though I was trying my best to just be like unob unobjective watching into the movie. But I thought about it the whole time. I'm like, does this need to be a movie? Because there's so many parts that feels like they're just dragged out stuff that if this was in a, an episode, just a regular episode of Boz Burgers, it'd be so much tighter, be so much cleaner. But then I'm like, but the animation's really good though. And <laughs> I really enjoy a lot of the, I really enjoy a lot of the, even though the musical segments aren't necessarily necessary, they're fun. 
They're cute. Um, but they're very on point for Bob's Burgers because even in the show, they have musical numbers. They literally just randomly break out into song all the time. I loved the style. They hired some good songwriters because the the musical, the style of the musical numbers, I can see those on Broadway. Yeah. Bob's Burgers on Broadway. Wow. The alliteration too. Oh, uh, I Bob's would Burgers on Broadway. go. So like I would jump on the <laughs> next plane of Broadway. Um, But it's like, so it's, I think that's where it was for me where I'm like, there are definitely some segments where I'm like, I feel like this movie could be tighter even. Um, but it's like, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to say. Cause it's like, for me, I'm like, I'm the type of person where I'm not a huge fan of this property. So there might be things in here that for someone who is, this is perfect. Like this is, it's the perfect length. It's the perfect jokes. It's perfect. Like it's, it's exactly what they were expecting. Um, I'm going, I'm coming into it as like a moderate, like, uh, not even moderate, like a minor fan of this property. So now you know how it what, feels. What you say with the, like a grain of salt. <laughs> now you know how it feels, Jerome. <laughs> Gonna correct you now all the time on this episode. Um, no, you're uh, right. Being a bigger fan, I, I I fell more in love with it. I found it actually a good time frame. You're right. There were certain parts where I was like, oh, this is kind of dragging a little bit. But then again, that always happens in about every movie you've ever watched. There's always mm-hmm. just a down point where they're trying to put the clues together themselves or trying to, you know, have that moment where they're just sitting around being like, all right, this is what we know and kind of recap everything. Um, I, well, it's just like, for example, like the carny chase for the for the cart. I was like, I mean, I, I, I this is a fun scene. I don't know if I'd have it be this long, though, <laughs> before they find the kids bikes and they're just like, oh, the kids. And then they join them. So it's like it's stuff like that where i'm like i feel like that could be tighter um but at the same time it has some of my favorite jokes i love when he has the cart and he's just like we don't have a permit to sell food out there he's like yeah and like no we could do it it's like are y'all ignoring the fact that i just said we don't have a permit like y'all not hear me that's exactly (laughs) what it's like between like linda and teddy and that's one of the bigger jokes uh i always said i'm not a big fan of linda because there's moments poor bob he's doing the best he can his family and linda's over here been a pain in the ass and like i'd be like you shut up we we're not in a good position you need to knock it off um <laughs> and it was interesting because in this movie they actually had her lose hope for a little bit uh when they got stuck in the sinkhole and, and you know mm-hmm. everything did look blink she actually was like she's oh, she gave she's, up she's always the optimistic person yeah and it was you know it was a little heartbreaking to see the optimistic person who annoyingly is always optimistic you know, break down and be like, this is the end. And you're like, oh shit, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I do, they did have a bit of the sinkhole like play through the this last season. So you knew what was going to happen with the way they kept having, so they kept having the little st- sidewalk. Sidewalk. Yeah, start peeking up more and more. So you can tell like it was separating. And so they did do that really well where they just had it, um, where they just had it like that, so. That scene when they were trapped in the car in the sinkhole and buried alive, I was getting like a little claustrophobic. I was like, "Ooh, I thought it was cr- crazy." I was like, "I didn't situation. expect them to get this far." That's actually pretty, <laughs> pretty fucked up. Mm. <laughs> you, if you see, if you watch the show regularly, that's actually not that surprising. They get into a lot of fucked up situations, <laughs> and I, I don't know. I really like that they do. 
Um, also, I do. Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, I really, while we're on the topic of like the family as a whole, I really, this is, this family is one of the more likable families in television, cart- like animated television. Yeah. Yeah. They like they're they're easy to root for, unlike some other families that I won't well, because not throw names. Family guy, that whole family sucks at this point. They've done uh-huh. a terrible job. They've done uh, the only the successful thing they've done with that family is assassinated any type of goodness that was in the family in the Griffin family. And oh, yeah. the Simpsons they love each other, but there are a lot of times where you're just like, I don't know if like, y'all are gonna stick together because the Simpsons are just like especially Homer like he's he's a he's a dad who strangles his son on a daily basis Uh (laughs) and is very unattentive to his wife and especially his daughter i don't even know if he knows what what lisa's got going on at any given moment in time there's a there's a rolling joke that he forgets about maggie like all the time that too yeah they have a third child like he's like the only person who acknowledges her is uh is marge and that's because she has to take care of her right exactly the dad in this is not one of those horrible dads. He's just like goofy and monotone. Well, he's just worried about his like his his business because in like for him it's like it's not just about the business. Like if I don't have the business, I can't take care of my family. Like it's 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 cool. He's very down to earth. Also, I does H. John Benjamin do the do the voice for I know he does the voice for Bob, but does he do the voice for um Junior too? Jimmy yeah. Junior? No, um, Jimmy Jr. It sounds like him, but like with a lisp. I think it is. I would have to look that up. Yeah, I'll look it up. Um, Wait, okay. Yeah, but uh, that's like one of the big things I love about Bob's Burger. Oh, yeah, he is. He is Jimmy Jr. Okay. You're right. I took a look. Um, No, I love the, the family because they're all su- so supportive of each other. And it does remind me a little bit of, like, my mom, me, and my sister. Where I'll tell them sometimes I don't like you guys, but I love and support you. But, like, I don't like you today, so, like, I'm not really dealing with you all. And I feel like that's more realistic when it comes to, like, family relationships. You don't have to like your family. And I, I always do that. I do copy Bob because in the, in the show he does say, I love you, but you're all terrible. You're just all terrible. <laughs> and I'll tell that to my mom. I'm like, you're, all, you're both are terrible. You're just terrible. Um, and it's really nice to see the sibling connection in this movie that it was still very strong, but they were able to keep the individuality of it. Um, because in the show, it's usually showing that, you know, Tina's kind of breaking off more, which is understandable because she's a teenager. And in the show, it does present it that way where Tina, um, Louise and Jean are kind of still young and they're like coming up to her being like, oh, we were doing this. What are you doing? What are you doing? But this, they were really all together because they also saw something in Louise that she needed because when she was getting called a baby, you could see that she had this fear of like definitely growing up and proving that she's brave, which is a thing, you know, a lot of kids fear when they're younger, if they're brave or not. Um, I don't think I had that too much of a fear. I was, I had ADHD. I didn't think about being brave. I just did stuff. Now I have, now I have impulse control. Now it's better. Um, with but with Louise, I was I was just gonna mention with Louise. I I could deduce from watching the movie that um, it's a running thing that 
you never see her without um, her ears. I thought that was going to be a thing in the movie. Like we finally get to see her without the ears, but it didn't happen. I like that they didn't because it's still like her character, but uh oh, let's drum. I'm here. But now. I did. Oh, there you are. I've, uh, yeah, I was just waiting. <laughs> um, I did like how they felt. How I like how everybody re- reacted when they were talking about her ears. How, like, the teachers, Mr. F- Mr. Fawn was like, he's like, all right, we don't talk about Louise's ears. And when they fell off, he's like, go get the puppets, go get the dolls, <laughs> go get the, the therapy dolls. And she's like, no, it's it's okay. They're they're just ears. Relax. It definitely feels like um, Louise is the she she reminds me a lot of Stewie in Family Guy, where she's even though she's supposed to be like a supporting character, she's clearly like the active character. Uh, at least in this, like I I don't know, I can't speak for the show, um, but the in this for sure, I'm like I know it's called Bo- the Boss uh, Burgers movie. It really should just be called the Louise movie because Louise is the only <laughs> one like. Doing yeah, most she's kind of, of the, the main event. character. She's kind of the main character for a big yeah. chunk of this movie. Um, I thought. I mean, I thought because I the the character who I think from my perspective, who I think like fans typically love the most is Tina, but she didn't have much of a role in this movie, and I was surprised about that. I think a good chunk of people can relate to Tina. And her awkwardness. I didn't have that type of awkwardness as a teenager um, because I wasn't really into like boys and that type of thing. So I couldn't really relate to Tina. Louise, I could quickly be like, yeah, I was a little shit like that. So I think it's that people had that awkward stage as a teenager. So they're like, oh, yeah, I can I can relate to Tina. It's just who you can relate to more. I think it's a lot harder to relate to Jean at times. <laughs> Jean, sometimes I just find him gross. Jean's just there. <laughs> Gene is just, he's just there. Like, he doesn't really <laughs> have anything going on. There's been, like, there's been, like, multiple episodes where he has his own thing, but at the same time, it's like, well, like, you're not talented. You don't really have skills. And, like, everybody around you loves you and supports you. So it's kind of like, Gene, if you relate yourself to Gene, you kind of then start downing yourself. Am I really actually just really crappy at what I love? <laughs> and people that are just, that just love and support me? Do I need to just move on? Um, so, like, Gene has that feel of, like, he tries his best, but his best is not good. And I know that's a mean thing to say. <laughs> Try your best. Good stuff. Um, what, did you guys, what did you guys think about our villain, Felix? Well, Felix wasn't the villain. Oh, um, what's his name? Teddy. Yeah. No, no Teddy's, Teddy's the... the guy. <laughs> Calvin. Wait, wait, wait. No. Grover, Grover. Oh my god. There you go. There you go. Uh Teddy is their best friend. Their names are interchangeable at this point. Uh it's Calvin and <clears throat> Calvin is the owner, fish owner. Calvin and Felix, their brothers. Grover is their cousin. He is are the they normally in the show? They pop in and out. Okay. Uh F- Felix has recently just been like the last after I think in the third season he appears, but uh, fish owner, uh, or his name is fish owner, but uh, Calvin is the one who comes in and out because he's the landlord, and he gets actually he's like he has that villainous air to him, and that's purposely why they do it. He lives in that creepy old mansion. He has a eye patch. He often wears like a cape jacket going on in the show too, 
So, like, he has this flow of just being a villain. So, it's, like, very simple to, like, paint him as a villain. And him and his brother are kind of assholes, too. So, like, uh, I is Grover like new how they... or has he, like, always been in the show? Grover popped up during uh, the season for this movie, I'm well, guessing. Okay. So, so, because I was reading that this movie was delayed because of COVID. It was supposed to be released, like, at the beginning or right before COVID. So do you think that those episodes that are airing now, do you think these were supposed to air after the movie was released? No. I think they probably had the movie ready and then they, you know, got kind of pushed back and then they're like, oh, we could probably make this work a little bit better. I think they had just now more time to fix it or clean it or present it in a more better way. Because, like, going back with, like, The Simpsons movie. The Simpsons movie kind of it had just popped up. There was nothing connection to the actual show in the season regarding that before it came out. Yeah. And it was the seasons afterwards that had to follow through with what the show had created. So this was kind of a nice way to have, like, that flow I think a lot of, like, animation shows miss. Where it's like, I'm able to go into the season being like, hey, I know these characters from the show. And, like, even with the sidewalk itself it started to ease more and more. There was the sidewalk became its own little character. If you watch the season and you're like, Oh, I can see it like going up. They, they thought about it more. So I think this kind of gave them a chance to like connect everything together more properly, or at least better than like, I think a lot of animation shows have done. Um, but Grover, yeah, recently was just, he is the cousin. He is a family lawyer. He is the murderer. <laughs> They've never done murder on the show. At least I don't think. Never gone we'll full Calvin Riverdale. I don't even know what's going on there. Yeah, superpowers Although Riverdale now. Is, it got canceled. <laughs> they, they have superpowers yeah. now. <laughs> Riverdale's finally ending. Good. Let it die. <laughs> Walking Dead needs to be on I that would, list too. I would like, they need to be in the line for that chopping block as well. I would, I would like to say really quick, Riverdale started off as a teen drama version or modern day teen, teen drama version of the Archie comics. It has now ended with them being superheroes. <laughs> it's really weird. I saw somebody on TikTok talking about that and they went through it and I didn't believe it. You were talking about the plot lines throughout the seasons. I'm like, this isn't real. This, they're making fun of Riverdale. But now you telling me that I might believe them. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I, you know, this movie is, uh, I do, I think that's cool that it, like, ties into the season. Um, I, I liked the villain. I thought, I did think that monologue was gone for way too long. But I'll give him this, though. He's more effective than most villains. If it wasn't for the fact that they, he accidentally pushed them onto the sinkhole, he would have gotten away with it. Like, his player, he was pretty clean. I mean, he, like, he, he got them into the sinkhole. He put the dirt on them and buried them. Like they were, they were buried for sure. Uh, the the two um, his cousins were definitely gonna die. Like the plan was set in motion. Everything was ready to go. So I'll I'll give him this. He was he was about to get away with it, and is <laughs> like he's better than and, most movie villains. And his his air, uh, just like his whole attitude while he was committing these these horrible acts. Was just like, 
Oh, okay. Sorry about that. But hey, there you go. There you go. Awesome. Oh, a very let me pl- check on that. Yeah. <laughs> which makes very it a, polite for murder. Right. Which makes it uh, even more like sociopathic. But I don't know. If, I think it's like half sociopathic and half like dude really hit the end of his rope because like Calvin and Felix don't know when they've gone too far because they're sociopathic too. the whole family. I suppose <laughs> that whole family is just fucking nuts. Um, I really loved uh, how they involved Sergeant Bosco. That, you guys don't know that who that was my favorite is. scene when they're like, he's like, you do know you have the police light still in your car, right? What? Oh, damn it. <laughs> ah. He's like, also, it's and your, your and your, badge is on your dashboard. <laughs> <laughs> and your coffee says, and your coffee says Sergeant Bosco. It's just like it just kept making me laugh. I was like, "Oh my god!" It's like, "Why are you guys bothering that nice police officer?" No, no, it's not like that. Oh, he's just a regular guy. Never mind. <laughs> what I love is that one they brought in the the serp the serpents, uh, and that was great. I like that they gave a little wink to that. It wasn't too much like their involvement. It's just like, hi guys. Because it's like you're just passing them on the street. They're like, oh, we're here at a really bad, dangerous biker gang. How's school going, kids? Oh, yeah, because they say they know those yeah. guys. They're like, oh, no, we know them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we know them. We're friends with the leader. They used to babysit the the gang leader's son now. Um, so, like, I love how they did that and they intertwined the two. Because in the show, the kid, more so the kids, too, are friends with, like, criminals and then they're friends with like these police officers or friends. Sergeant Bosco hates them, <laughs> but like will still come to their aid they're so civil. quickly. I love that he, he's yeah. so adamant about, yeah, I'm in robberies, but you know, it's just as important as homicide. I'm just like, listen, dude, either way, you're a cop too. Like, no one's going to respect you either. <laughs> like, don't, don't stop trying to be cool. You're not cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like yeah, yeah, and when he comes to arrest uh, Grover, he's like, "I got here before everybody else." Mm-hmm. Just saying, <laughs> you know, you're all there, but I'm here first, so I this is my caller. So like the way he's just like, yeah, I they kept I, like another thing about the characters presented in the show, the the side characters such as Sergeant Bosco, um, they kept them true to the characters they were on the show. Mm-hmm. They weren't like written more extravagantly. They weren't written as something like, oh, this is something you wouldn't think they do. But they're doing it for the movie, of course. They kept their characters, you know, like true to their the show form, too. So it was like, hey, this is definitely something Sergeant Bosco would do. Leave all his police stuff out to just have like uh, the biker. Oh, my God, I can't even remember his name right now. The biker guy to be just like, oh, yeah, that's uh, we know that policeman. It's OK. It's fine. He's just hanging out there. We're not. He's not really a threat. Um, so they kept everybody. They didn't make anybody more intelligent or stupider for this movie. Because I feel like in the Simpsons movie, they did make Homer more villainous. They made him more awful. And you didn't get that vibe from anybody in this movie. Um, except for like when Linda lost hope at the end. But then Bob, you know, stepped up and was like, Hey, you're supposed to be the hopeful one. If you can't be the hopeful one, fine. I'll be hopeful for both of us. And again, that's what I love about Bob. He is really like he loves his wife and kids so much, and he wants to do so much for them. And it's just the family dynamic is so sweet, and that they, that he cares so much for his kids is adorable at times. He's like, I don't know what you guys are doing. Stop doing it, but let me know if something goes wrong. <laughs> 
like don't hide from me and they're not like worried about like hiding it they're weird they're very open with their parents which is also very cute to see because he's like i don't think you guys should be telling me this stuff <laughs> don't tell me this what are you doing what's the next plan though because like that's also a cute yeah, thing it's john benjamin um, great voice actor i'm glad mm-hmm. that he's uh still working <laughs> like he's he's incredible i i love his voice work yeah i love how you can distinctly tell between bob and archer even though he does not change his voice i mean for either one of those it's characters definitely yeah with bob he sounds it's more the like the way the presented like, uh tired yeah he sounds, sounds very tired. tired compared to with archer it's more like upbeat and uh very like high energy bob is all low energy <laughs> But it's because he's a dad running a restaurant versus Archer is this single jerk who who thinks he's God's gift to the earth. Like, so. I also want to watch that show Central Park. Oh, he's apparently in that as well Um, on Apple TV. Oh, it looks like it got canceled. Um. But oh, that's like, well, it's so disappointing. Still watch it though. I mean, <laughs> just because you. I know, yeah, but I mean, now I I don't have eighty two seasons to look forward to. Like, what show do you have had eighty two seasons to look forward to? The Simpsons. The Simpsons. The Simpsons. Right, well, that's true. Yeah, The Simpsons. That we will end before to. The Simpsons ends. That. Um, <laughs> also, there was a there was a Family Guy. Bob you know, Burgers. I'm this. I'm the same age as basically Marge and Homer are in the show. Wow. You know, well, I guess, well, at this point, we all are. Do you just know, are you about to say Family Guy and Bob's Burgers has a crossover? Yeah, but before that, (laughs) we're older than Uncle Jesse was in season one of Full House. Okay. That sounded like he said why. (laughs) I thought one of you guys. What? I did. I I thought that was one of us. I didn't know. That. No, that was your dog. The dog was like, you dog was like, God, Gibson was like, oh. <laughs> Gibson was like, shit. Like, it's like when you tell, I, I used to love telling uh, like teenagers, I'm older than Google. You, you tell somebody that you're older than Google, somebody younger, they flip out. They're like, what does that mean? Like, I was there before Google Elmo. was there. I need to listen to this back. When- yeah, it's just like when Elmo is just like, <laughs> like, sorry, Rock wanted to use the bathroom. What? <laughs> just, like, just drops the whole Elmo voice, everything. He's just like, I'm, I'm sorry. What did you just say to me? Oh By the God. way, those that are listening, that was fully my dog. That just said what? <laughs> Gibson was like shook. He was that like, was "Nobody on this, I, this is the house speak. I am he was living just on." So thrown off, he didn't know what to think or what to say. He was just like, "Are are are you for real?" <laughs> oh Lord, that was. He's looking was at you. He wants you to throw He's the toy. Like Will Smith I in to that me. movie. He's just like, "Tell the truth, tell the truth." <laughs> are you Were we just this? talking about our dogs talking, our pets talking? <laughs> Ah, your dog is getting sentient. Um, but anyway, revolution Jerome. starts now. <laughs> that actually worked. Uh, yes, Jerome. There, because it says that uh, Bob Belcher is in an episode of Family Guy called Transfat yes. from 2019. He is in an episode, uh, and the joke is they're like, I, I forget what it is. I think it's Cleveland. Oh, Peter learns an important lesson when he's mistakenly identified as transgender. 
Bob's Burgers actually has been in Family Guy, has been in The Simpsons, and he has even been in Archer. Technically, Bob's Burgers has crossed into more shows than I think The Simpsons has, like, because they jump into... The Family Guy, you know, has them appear in their shows once in a while as, like, a joke. Yeah, the joke um, always being, like, yeah, they need us to carry them. <laughs> yeah, but, like, Bob's Burgers has literally just appeared in, like, multiple different shows in, like, the background or... You know, in one of the Simpsons intros. And that's the thing you know, to think about. Because, like, again, there is not a lot of hype to Bob's Burgers the way there is to, like, these other animations. But they've won en- en- enemies. They won enemies. <laughs> Emmys. They won enemies. Probably enemies, and, like, too. At, at that yeah. The other uh, category. The other, pe- the people, other people in the category. I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, who wants to lose out to just the guy flipping burgers? Isn't that like a whole stigma around like with the workforce? Yeah, it has established a pretty solid cult following. Um, which I'm I'm legitimately surprised. I remember when Bob's Burgers first came out, I was like, who's gonna watch this show? <laughs> and and now fast forward to they've gotten a movie and multiple seasons. So Right. I'm surprised Family Guy hasn't had a movie yet. That must be a choice. That's like they must be choosing. Because what it I don't know how they can make yeah, a movie. Of they, what? Their their format they, just doesn't fit itself to making a movie. They'll make something out of it. They'll make something out of it. Their biggest thing was the Simpsons crossover. Yeah. And even then, that was well, terrible. They've, and they've they've been on, at this point, they've been on for uh, over 20 years. Yeah, yeah, but family. But another thing was that, like, it got criticized, like, heavenly too, the crossover episode, where they weren't criticizing Family Guy. They were criticizing the Simpsons. They're like, why are you lowering standards? Because it like wasn't a Simpsons Family Guy crossover. It's a Family Guy episode featuring the Simpsons. Because all the things yeah. the Simpsons do in that show are, are, are things that would happen in Family Guy, not things that would happen in The Simpsons, like at all. That's true. So it's like it. That's and that they just got licensed to use their character. But that's the thing. That's that's why Family Guy. I don't know if they can do a movie because Simpsons, like Family Guy, relies on references. Like that show relies on pop culture to continue to go to run. Versus something like a South Park, it has its own world. So we're not doing a bunch of cutaways. We could just be in our own world. Simpsons, same way. It's like, it's our own universe with our own characters and stuff. Family Guy can't do that. It's because that's not what the show is. Even the first episode, everything is always cutaways to reference this one pop culture thing real quick. So it doesn't really fit uh, to make a movie format out of that. Well, there was apparently a movie released in 2005 called Stewie Griffin, The Untold Story. It was... That was a TV was, movie. Yeah, yeah. it says and it was... Those are different. Those are like adventures where it's Stewie and Brian normally going on some wacky adventure. But it was still a lot of cutaways, because I remember that. It was still just like cutaways. Mm-hmm. Then I, they had like future Stewie, and then it was future Stewie's cutaways. Um, But going back to Bob's Burgers... They don't have a lot of, like, TV show references and stuff, other than, like, and it's not even a real TV show, the Kuchikobi, her little nightlight. Oh, yeah. Which I love. It looks like the character um, from Final Space. Um, I think that's what it's meant to be. Interesting. Oh, okay. They've had a drawing with, that's the guy with the little umbrella at the bus stop, right? No, you're thinking of my neighbor Totoro. 
sorry. Sure. Uh, real quick, I'm I'm sorry to bring it back to Family Guy, but like for yeah. a side note, real quick, I did look up. It says in July 2019, McFarland confirmed that there will be a Family Guy movie. Uh, back in 2007, that's when he first announced that they may start working on it, and since then, there's been like. 2012, McFarland confirms plans to produce a Family Guy film. The project was put on hold when McFarland worked on Ted 2. 2008, they announced a live-action slash animated film based on Live-action? <laughs> action. In 2019, McFarland confirmed Lying? there will be a Family So there will, it will be coming. Jesus. That whole theater will smell like Axe Body Spray. <laughs> That's the only type of people I see going to see a Family Guy movie in theaters. Uh, that is a place I will not, nor will ever want to be. I I I um, like Family Guy still, but I don't li- love it. So I don't know if I'd go watch a movie, <laughs> a Family Guy. Yeah, I don't. F- I don't feel like it'd be worth sitting in a theater for. I mean, one of the reasons I did love Bob's Burgers so much was I actually didn't like care for it when it first started, and I think it was either I think it was my sister who started watching it more and more, and she was like. They're like, they're kind of like really sarcastic, monotone characters. She's like, you'll really like them. They're like you. And I was like, well, what the hell? Like mildly offended. And I'm watching. I'm like, all right, yeah, this definitely does sound like some shit I would do. So I was able to connect with the show. And like with Family Guy, it is the fleeting references, constantly moving. And just like nobody talks like that. Nobody's constantly like doing like flashbacks in their own lives. And. The Simpsons don't do that. Bob's Burgers doesn't do that. Like a lot of other animation shows, you know, don't. They're able just to continue on one plot line. And again, I think that's why I like Bob's Burgers movie so much is because I think originally it was supposed to go like The Simpsons where eventually, you know, the seasons afterwards follow the movie. But this one, I guess because of the pandemic, they were able to have one solid plot line into that movie and it probably will continue, you know, outward. So you have a nice, clean, like, line for once. And again, with a lot of animations, you don't get that. You have them jumping the shark, some them doing insane things. You know, they want to show off the budget they have. They want to show off the style they have. Even with the singing and dancing in these movies, that is totally part of, like, what Bob's Burgers is. Because they do that a lot in the show. Especially, like, Linda. She She's just constantly singing I give, all the time. I and that sometimes Roberts, annoys me. Though. He actually has like a pretty decent, like it, tr- keeping up the Linda voice, but she still sounds pretty decent. Like, like a, like a decent singing voice. It's pretty good. Um, the guy who does Tina Belcher, Dan Mintz, he was originally trying out for Gene. Uh, and they're like, mm, they're like, your voice, do you want to actually do for Tina? And he's like, they asked me to do a 13-year-old girl. He's like, that was a little hit to my self-esteem. But hey, it was a paycheck. I mean, he's not the first. He's like, I didn't think I'd do the same thing with the uh, Dr. Girlfriend in Venture Brothers, where I don't, I think that voice actor was going for something else. And then they were like, now it'd be funny if you were like the, the, main, <laughs> the main love interest of the supervillain. And so well, they he, made him like the from, voice from, of Dr. Girlfriend. And his voice is, sounds nothing like a woman's voice. But that's the joke. <laughs> yeah, from whatever I'm calling, he's like, I, they're like, oh, we like what you're doing with your voice. He's like, I'm not doing anything. I was just talking. He's like, I was using my, this is my voice. People are always like, oh, you're still doing the Tina voice. He's like, no, this is just how I sound. <laughs> and I, I, I connect with that on a level because sometimes we're like, what? when I drop my, what I, the voice I present, because I actually have a very sarcastic, monotone voice. 
people think I'm being sarcastic when I'm not. It's just how I sound sometimes. Although I feel like even when I add affliction, I still sound sarcastic sometimes, which is again, the whole theme of this show. It's the dry humor, the sarcastic tone. And there was even an episode where Louise got stuck in, they all, they get stuck in a lot of like underground areas. There's another one where she got stuck in an underground area. And Bob was like, is there any way you can climb up? And she's like, oh, there's some ladders and chairs and ropes. I can climb my way up. And he's like, do you really want your last words to be sarcastic? And she's like, no. <laughs> I was like, in my final moments, I hope I am sarcastic. No, you don't. Because um, that, cause yes, that'll make people just be like, oh, so you got it then. All right, well, I'm just going to leave. <laughs> it's just like, you don't need my help. Clearly, you got it. No, I want to go down and I sarcastic or petty. <laughs> That's how I'm going to go down. <laughs> uh, what, over, well, I guess, is there any like other scenes that like hit you guys pretty well or like anything you we were thinking about this movie that kind of drew you in? Not that I can think of. Just Not that we haven't said already. Animal, I mean, I like the, the Carney song. Or... Carney song. I like how they involve the Carneys more because throughout the seasons, they do talk about how the Carneys helped establish um, their town. And they didn't really have any other Carneys involved other than Mickey. And Mickey was one of the criminals that the kids associate with. And again, these kids associate with a lot of criminals. Mm -hmm. um, and so it was interesting. I liked how they brought in the actual Carneys because it's, like I said, been said in the show that the Carnies helped establish the town and Wonder Wharf has always been such a big part of the town. There's been times they try to take it down and then you can, they show that like, yeah, Wonder Wharf was actually built, you know, on top of the original one where it was supposed to be all welcoming and an education. It was even supposed to be educational where people could come and like learn. And I like that little history that they were able to put in for the town because the town is its own character in Bob's Burgers, um, you know, because you you know about this, you're like, you know about these little areas, and it's not a dangerous town, but it's also weirdly not like a small town. It's a very much a, like a seafront or an oceanfront town, where they want to go to the main to the to the bigger or this the island to where the rich people live, you know, and and with their way of Wonder Wharf uh, connected into this movie, I did like how they had that story of like how the fish owner's father actually built it and they had mentioned their father before only because uh they'll look at bob's arms and be like you they're like we we can let you get away with a lot of stuff bob because your arm hair reminds of us of our father and they're like it's so thick and burly they're like are you an immigrant bob <laughs> and he's like uh no he's like hmm and they, they'll stare at Bob's arms for a long time because he's so hairy. Um, so I, I like that little peek into the past, like with with um, Bob's mom as well. And I thought it was really sweet how they made that connection with Louise, too, and her little rabbit ears. And also how, like, she ended up the story she thought about, you know, being scared in kindergarten with the bunny ears, needing the bunny ears as a comfort blanket, you know, and realizing, oh, it wasn't because... I was scared it's because my parents thought I was brave. And then also the mom just had extra yarn because it also oh. reminds us that we put in a little more stock sometimes into things we have received and 
wasn't always needed to be. Also, that but. joke or that point uh, that the guy made at the end, he's like, so what I'm hearing is that you've had that same head size since you were. <laughs> that was you funny. Were we had the same yes, head size. I, I, I love a perfect size head, okay? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, when he said, like, my sister hit me. It's just like, oh, my God, I never thought about that. Because it even shows, like, flashbacks where she's wearing her ears. And I was like, I didn't think about that. Has she just been the same size since, like, kindergarten? Did, they need to take her to, like, a doctor now or something. Because, again, she is small for, growing. like, her character in her show. <laughs> Nothing to her. She's just, like, Maybe it's a stretchy tiny. fabric. Maybe this fabric is stretchy. I mean, I don't know. Like, you guys see that I mean, Lifetime movie of the, the, the lady who's, like, stuck looking like she's basically, like, 12 years old? But she's, like, t- in her 20s. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Oh, that was, like, an old one. I think she's, like, now in her 30s. Yeah. Um, Christian has a small head. Christian, my sister, uh, you can literally palm her head. Like, it's, like, you can, li- like, a basketball, you can palm it perfectly. Like, I'm assuming you've perfect... done this before. Oh, yeah. Like, when we're just hanging out, I'll just put my hand on her head. Yeah. Because, like, when somebody has that good size of a head that you can properly, like, palm it, you do it. You just do it because it's like perfect size. Yeah, there's like certain things you just do. But <laughs> but yeah, no, that was one of my favorite my favorite jokes. Also, her holding the tooth all the time. She had that dead man's tooth, mm-hmm. and it was so gross. That was nasty. But I was like, I think I would probably do that when the teeth fell in her mouth. That was that oh, was gross. so gross. Was gross. I was. I was, I did not expect them to actually. Yeah, that was super. Do gross. that. <laughs> yeah. I thought she swallowed it for a second, but luckily she did not, mm-hmm. or she vomited. <laughs> I don't know what. Um, uh, did you the? I guess my last thing that I wanted to mention. Did you guys watch the after credit scene? I did not. I did not either. I I didn't think there I, was one, and I was like, nope, you're going home. <laughs> I, I, nowadays, you can't trust movies. Nowadays, everybody's trying to find uh, follow the Marvel formula or the after credit scene formula, and so you you can't you you think this movie's not going to have an after credit scene, but it, and it, it does, as we've learned from uh, working at a movie theater. But uh, but it did. It did have a short after credit scene with um, uh, with Tina and uh, Jericho riding on horseback. It's like a, it's a continuation of that scene in the movie earlier. Uh, so it, yeah, it doesn't have it doesn't have anything to do with like a setup for a sequel or for the show or anything. I did like how her fantasy kept like actually revealing stuff to her. And she's like, why are you being so mean? She, he's like, you imagined me. This is all you. Yeah, that was. Like, this yeah, has nothing to do. This is you. Like, that was like fantasy. <laughs> he just pushes him. He's like, ah, <laughs> you okay? Now fine. I'm like, he's not real. <laughs> he's not there. <laughs> you still care when you injure your face. I just, yeah, that was great. He's like, why are you being so difficult? Because I'm, because you, you, you're making me difficult. I'm your fantasy. Well, why am I making you difficult? Because you're thinking these thoughts. I just I like how they broke that like fourth wall because it's having that argument. I argue with myself all the time. And I feel like now I should just imagine other people, but then I feel like that's gonna make me crazy. So not the best way. But um yeah, Jericho was the horse. She's so obsessed with horses. I don't 
Like horses? I want to try riding one. I haven't ridden no one, one ever. No one would be more obsessed with horses than that Dimension 20 D&D campaign uh, with uh, Katya Cleaver. He loves horses. <laughs> I'm going to agree with you. <laughs> and move on from that. Uh, listen, um, my grade for this is, final uh, is uh, definitely a, a B plus. I think it's all right. I think it's good. Very cute. Um... I think it just drags in that that middle portion, and it's really just because it's like it feels like they just drag out certain things because they need this movie to like be movie length, because um, the movie's like an hour forty two minutes, and I'm like I don't know I don't know I feel like there's some minutes you could cha- you could shave off, but at the same time though, really fun. The dry wit is pretty uh, solid. I there are a lot of jokes that I laughed at, or a lot of just gags that are just in the background that I laughed at. Um, like when the carnies are just fighting in the background <laughs> as like bitches talking to these kids and you're just like, what's going on back there? <laughs> so it was They're fighting with rubber uh, duckies. Also, Alex, you could tell me this. Is it a running isn't it a running joke that like the the retail space right next to Boz Burgers is always something different? Yeah. Yeah. And they also have like different signs too. Um it was a funeral. It was about. a funeral home. No, no the that, other one on the side. There's a funeral home. There oh, is a the funeral home on the left side, and it's Mort. Uh, Mort is another customer and friend of theirs. He runs that funeral home and funeral home cremation. And the other side is a constant like changing of different stores. Every opening they have, that's the thing that changes. Um, and it's just different spaces that are rented out, and they have like puns for names and things mm-hmm. like that. So yeah, that is a long running joke but uh overall it was good i i enjoyed it i don't know if this is like something i'd watch over and over again but it definitely was a, a good time you know and also this one this movie's actually pretty decent you could bring your kids to watch this too um mm-hmm. like it's not too it's not too like adult it's, it's not so adult that you can't bring the kids but it's not so kiddie that adults can't enjoy it either so it's great when i was at the theater it was all adults well, yeah, because Boss Burgers, Same. kids ain't really okay. staying up to watch Boss Burgers. <laughs> we went at like six in the afternoon. Kids are yeah, but uh, yeah, what about they're your Family Guy or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't even think kids like that show nowadays. I don't know. I don't know what's keeping that show on the air. I genuinely can't tell you. Out people are into other the pop than like references and stuff. Same reason South Park's still on. It's like it's relevant. It stays relevant. Yeah, but like South Park, I I hate it. I do not like that show whatsoever. But I will give credit where credit is due, and they do talk about real issues. Family Guy does not do that. Yeah, they do. Family Guy episodes about trans, like trans. I mean, they make they make really bad jokes, but right, they 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 do talk about a lot of topics that come up. Yeah, but it's still not like I, I only can. Yeah, I don't I don't know what demographic anymore is holding that show. I don't know what's going on there. I don't know why it's still there. Um, what about your final thoughts, Jonathan? So I would also like to give it a B plus as well. Um, I really liked it. I really enjoyed it. I thought the animation was great visually. It was so cool to look at. Um, I'd never really seen animation like that before. And I've, I've seen the animation on the show and how the movie just upped it, uh, which was really cool to see that combination of kind of like some elements were 
you know, 3D, a hint of CGI in there. But for the most part, it stayed true to like its original format. Just could tell there was some some more budget put into it. Um, also, uh, like I mentioned, my main, you know, downside is that um, that that scene in the um, in the uh, clubhouse, um, it went on a little too long. Uh, other than that, you know, we did mention that some of the scenes seemed, or some of the elements of it seemed a little long-winded. But overall, I thought the movie was like, it went by super fast. I was like, wow, it's done already. Um, and I think that's usually a good sign for me because when something drags on, I'm just like, okay, can this be over now? So um, I was I was happy that uh, I walked out of it thinking, hmm, I, 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 I want some more of this and I can get some more of it by watching the show. But um, also I'm probably not going to watch the show. I, 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 Hey, bet watch. I'll come back in a, Don't, like a Jonathan. You know, I'll talk to you in a couple just months. Be real. All right. You're not going to watch this show. <laughs> Watch me now. Don't okay, now it's a challenge. Me, no, don't Listen, give me false hope. It's the same thing with Arcane. It took, it it's took, like, Jonathan, you gonna come out and watch? Sure, sure. I, you know, I, I could see myself no, maybe, was, maybe going that, back and watching it. You ain't gonna watch Arcane. That was for the purpose of the, that was for the purpose of the podcast. But <laughs> this, so exactly, this is the this exact I same could, thing. You are not I gonna go back see, and watch this watching show. <laughs> Between this and Arcane. <laughs> Which one? That is fair. No, that is a great point there. Um, you there is more value to one than the other. So I will give you that, Jonathan. All right. No, I believe yeah, in you now. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> Y'all go give Arcane the respect it deserves. <laughs> but, um, Arcadia but, was a fine show, but we just need to move on from it. Yes. Um. Uh, what else? But a uh, random, very random note: the theater that I went to, I've been to this uh, Cinemark a couple times. And uh, this was the first time it was theater one and the theater, it was like very, the theater was long and it had the reclining seats, which I love, but it was the theater, the seats were like this, not the seats themselves, but the rows, like they were like this, like, so you enter right here. This is the door. This is the screen. This is one row. This is another row. For those row, this is who are row, just listening, he's describing row. it as uh, he, you come in from the top of the slope of the theater as opposed to the bottom. Yeah, it slopes down and then it slopes down and then comes back up. The, so the front row. So like I was seated uh, just in like the uh, like second, third to last row. And I was looking up at the screen. And the 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 first rows ahead of me were like were like up upward, if that makes sense. It was so weird, but I kind of liked it because I was like laying back and watching up rather than looking down. So that's just all I have to say about that. It, I, it was just an interesting observation that I noticed, and I've never yeah, been was- in that type of theater before. So. That still sounds like confusing. Even visually seeing you, it's still hard to vision it myself. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. No, Alex. What are your final thoughts? Uh. I give this movie an A, but like uh, it was said before, because the cult class, it's a cult following now, and you know I'm one of the members. Um. And it's just 
it's a comforting show and it's nice and it's simple and it's they never try to go like too far where you're just like oh like why why are you doing this um also another thing and i just thought about this without the pop culture reference because the simpsons do that too they used to have the pop culture references they don't anymore anymore they're like oh whatever presidents is of this time you know they'll say little things like you have my mic they said little things like that they don't do that in the show they don't bring up you know what's going on tv uh what's going around in the world or stuff like that so it's like you could go back and watch this movie and not have to like wonder oh who who are they talking about oh what movie are they talking about you know you don't have to like think about the time frame it can just be any time frame really because they don't even use modern technology that much either like computers cell phones things like that and it's a that's another thing I liked where it's not like the kids are constantly on their phones. They're actually outside doing stuff or the parents, you know, aren't, you know, looking up stuff online and being like, oh, I read this. I read this. They're just being involved in their children's lives. The Bob's Burgers, the movie, uh, I enjoyed just so much because it kept that same vibe of the show where it was definitely this family just trying to do their best. And even though they had each individual issue, they were still so willing to put that aside to help one another. And especially when Louise did have this traumatic event, a dead body fell on her. She is still a yeah, child. A skeleton. And teeth fell into her mouth. Yeah. And teeth fell in her mouth. Th that's a traumatic moment. Even if you're an adult, um, they, everything stopped and it was just like, look, this happened to you. What do we need to do? And, even though it kind of seemed insane that they're like, she's like, all right, I have to go after this murderer. So like her siblings and everybody was like, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do it. We under, we don't understand why you need to do this, but like, we'll do we're going to do it with you. Yeah. And them just introducing the little characters, even if it was like a little wink, like with Sergeant Bosco, he didn't really play a major role, but he was there. They kept their like side characters and smaller characters so much to the TV show that I was like, yes. They're not just some weird, they're not trying to jump the shark. They're not trying to make anything strange. They were just trying to make a movie of the show. And that's what they did. And I think this is one of the better, you know, versions of that, of trying to make a movie from the show. Because so many, like, I, again, I complain with The Simpsons. There's no lead up. And they had this big whole thing, but they were going from state to state to state. And it was a whole new plot line. Story. But this was really involving the family, involving their town, involving... Wonder Wharf and the fish owners and all the major characters and that were like, this is important and it's always been important. And I just, I would go back and watch this movie because I think it's cute. And I still am thinking about Louise's head and if it's still the same size <laughs> from like kindergarten. Because I will say I look exactly like I did when I was a kid. So I wonder now about my size I'm of head. Telling you now your head is bigger Hopefully than your was... head when you were a child. <laughs> I don't know. All my whole facial structure yeah, is still the same, though. Usually, you can morph. The same, but your head's no, no, no. Size. It can change, though. No, you can like. Have you ever seen those kids that like totally look different from when they're little? You can't recognize them. I'm the exact opposite. I literally just look like I had some years and same. weight put on me. I am look like, exactly like it. I did when I was a kid, <laughs> and Jonathan too. We've seen pictures of baby Jonathan. No, John, baby Jonathan. I've seen baby Jonathan. No. Child Jonathan, yes. <laughs> Your like toddler and infancy stage that's, were different from your child. That's true. I, well, I think we all looked different when we were babies, right? I mean, virtually. No, I yeah. still had this. I still weirdly had the same look and expression. Don't touch me. 
<laughs> which I'm still proud that I hold that now. But um, going back, this movie's just, I, I really enjoyed it. I had so much fun going with the people I went with. Um, the little jokes, the characters, everything. It felt, you know, it felt like a movie that was just something I'm definitely going to go back to and reference. And the animation, it was not over the top. It was not crazy. It just showed that they finally had the budget that I would love to see the way the show looked constantly like this, but I know it's not going to. And just the cleaner lines and... They didn't have the cartoony fake world, which I really enjoy with the show that they're like, it's very realistic. If a character gets hurt, they're going to get hurt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it, it's, they're not going to pop back up. They're like, I'm down. Right. They're not going to uh, squish like a tomato. Especially with the dad, the poor dad, he gets hurt so much. And like they pointed out, he's like a middle-aged man with a belly and he's running and trying to like stop like an explosion from happening. And Louise is like, Oh, I'm going to do it. He's like, no, I got it. He's. They're like, Dad, do you though? Like, <laughs> that's what I loved about Hey Arnold, bringing it back to '90s Nickelodeon, uh, even though it was never brought there in this episode. But I'm bringing it back. But um, that's what I loved about Hey Arnold. In the same vein, is that it was realistic, and this this kind of gives me like grown up Hey Arnold vibes because they're like in a, a city similar to that, and you know everything's like, you know, there's no I think gimmick in that sort in that. And uh, like, like, hey, Arnold, and a lot of 90s cartoons, they're also lower income families. Mm-hmm. A lot of people can more relate to because like, even though the Simpsons are always talking about being broke, they live in like a house where each child can have their own bedroom with multiple bathrooms, multiple cars. You know, they're actually pretty well off. This there's the constant fear of having things repossessed, going bankruptcy, losing home, like everything. So it's like, I feel like this has the the 90s vibe where it's that real fear of like, I'm going to lose everything and I do rely on my paycheck. And it's not the cartoon world where all of a sudden you see next scene, they're buying a spaceship. <laughs> um, it just, so like, that's one of the things I just love about the show. Yeah, it does have a 90s it vibe does, to it. Yeah, and that. yeah, so I would definitely recommend this. I think this is an A and uh, something I'm definitely going to go rewatch because I am a fan. Well, that is it for our review of the Bob's Burgers movie. I make I make I make hand gestures um, for the audio listeners. I am partaking in the merriment. Nice, nice. So that's the type of voice that I'm talking about when I say shit like that. (laughs) Um, Alex, where can we find you? You can find me at Alex and Nobody on TikTok and Instagram, um, where I post mainly photos of Cheddar. I am currently now working on some digital art and graphic design as I am trying to move into that field. So I will actually have another Instagram up soon-ish with those works. So I will let you guys know and hopefully you can come and support me there. Um, I also handle the TikTok account for the podcast, The First Ones to Die, where I post little clips of this, audio, audio clips as well. And, you know, just normal day of my life of when I'm editing and working on things as well related to the podcast. I would love for you guys to stop by that TikTok account, interact with me, because, you know, it's always nice to have something to avoid doing what you're supposed to be doing. Procrastination. Uh, What about you, Jonathan? Where are we finding you? Yes, you can find me at Jonathan Keys on Twitter, Instagram, wherever you please. Um, Find me there because I won't be here for the time being for, 
um, it's it's a little uh, it's a hiatus. It's a hiatus, but um, I'll be back I'm soon. I'm about to say you're saying it like uh, yes, I've been fired from the first ones to die. Um, just so y'all know, uh, I'll just be like, gone for a minute. Like, don't worry about it. You won't just see me for a while. Maybe, maybe again sometime. Uh, but Alex and Jerome have graciously agreed to hold down uh, the fort. So, um, what were we gonna do? Tell you now? <laughs> Ain't no leaving no, this, okay? There is only the podcast. You're stuck here with uh, us right now. If you want to leave, the only way you go into it is in a pine box. <laughs> <laughs> See again with the dead references. <laughs> But while you're on your hiatus, where are they finding you, Jonathan? Yes, at Jonathan Keys. <laughs> I like. Hey, do your do your do your thing. Twitter, you're leaving I us already, for a while. I already did it on Twitter. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> That's why I said find me there because I won't be here. Um, on Twitter, Instagram, wherever you please. Thank you. Yes, you can find us at the first ones to die on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter. YouTube, all of the fun things. Email us the first ones to die at gmail.com. We'd love to get your emails. Uh, and Jerome, where can they find you? You can find me at not Jerome Rhett on Instagram as well as at Robozu Media and at Jerome underscore the underscore show for all the other creative things I am working on. Um, in regards to the first ones to die uh, as a whole, if you want to get in touch with us, uh, find out what we got going on or see some extra content, you can follow us at the first ones to die on all of our social medias. Includes the Instagrams, the Facebooks, the Twitters, all that good stuff. And for extra content, go to the First Ones to Die YouTube channel. That's where you can find all types of extra stuff like book reviews, mini reviews, vlogs, uh, gaming content, uh, all types of stuff, and recorded versions of all of the uh, podcasts. And also, uh, in regards to um, our Instagram, you may have seen recently, we posted uh, on and on TikTok as well a call for some people who want to be guests on the podcast. So if you know anybody who wants to be a guest on the podcast, or if you yourself want to be a guest on the podcast, just email uh, email us at die at gmail.com or send us a DM on uh, our social medias. And we'll try and get back to you as soon as we can. Uh, just know that A, we do expect you to have your own recording equipment. <laughs> so that's, that's a given. And B, um, that... Uh, we uh, it's to be you know we're a pop culture podcast so hopefully you'll have something you want to talk about so provide us with uh, also a topic that you might want to talk about uh when you're a guest on our podcast whether that be a movie review or a show review or maybe you just want to talk about something in general like how we've done our uh, episodes on fandom or other things like that so comment below uh you know when you send us that dm or email tell us what you want to talk about and we'll see if we can fit it in yes. and we promise, Jonathan, it will be coming back. Yes. Um, like the way we make say say things sometimes makes design. Jonathan will be coming back. Um, he'll be gone for uh, like a month. Yeah. Ish. About about a month. A short hiatus. So you've waited longer for t- the season of Stranger Things, so you can wait for you can wait for me. The Witcher too. <laughs> the Witcher. Like everything, y'all waited for a lot of stuff. <laughs> Everybody, be patient. Yes. Until. With that being said, with that being everybody s- have a good. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, go. I interrupted you. <laughs> go ahead, take us well, out. You're used to your line. Well, I, well, you know, I have to start doing this now. There we go. With that being said, you all have a good day. Bye. 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 Bye.